The following is a message of First Baptist Richardson. For more information, please visit fbcr.org. Thank you. When we all get to heaven, sang that at my grandfather's funeral and uh, still uh, brings a smile to my face and a tear to my eye every time I hear it. So, uh, amen. Thank you. Beautiful. Just lovely in every way. And thank you for support of the mission work down in the RGV. Osvaldo and uh, Vanessa Lerma, two of my favorite people, great Texas Baptist employees, missionaries in the Rio Grande Valley, and uh, proud that First Baptist Richardson is there uh, involved with and supporting them. Thank you so very much for that. You know, back when I was the executive director of the Texas Baptist Convention, had a number of unique opportunities, and one of those came by way of an invitation. It was an invitation to serve on a religious panel. This religious panel took place on the campus of one of the major universities here in our state, and we met in a um, big ballroom right in the heart of campus. There were about 500 students who came for a variety of reasons. Uh, Some came because they were curious about these different religions that were going to be presented. Some came because they were really searching and seeking some hope and some help, and some came because they were desperate. Now, when they called and asked me to come and serve on this panel, uh, this is exactly what they said. Uh, They said, now, um, just remember, you'll be representing all of Christianity. (laughs) I'll say, well, you need to remember I'm pretty Baptist, but I'll do my best. So we we get there, and um, here's who was on the panel. On the far end of the table, there was a Buddhist monk. And then next to him, there was a Muslim imam. And then next to him, there was an atheist. And I never knew why he was on the religious panel. (sighs) Next to him was a Jewish rabbi. And then next to him was a Mormon bishop. And then next to him was yours truly representing all of Christianity. (laughs) So the whole thing lasted three hours. The first two hours were spent, each one of us, answering four very generic religious questions that we had been sent in advance. And then they opened up the floor to the students to ask any of us anything they wanted to ask. I've been in the ministry a long time, and so there are no two words that scare me more than the words open mic. (laughs) But we had an open mic, and there was a couple of questions. Then a student went to the microphone and asked this question. Now, I did not plant this student in the audience. Had I thought in advance, I might have, but I did not. But a student went to the microphone and asked this question. He said, Mr. Christian, uh, that was me, he said, could you tell us briefly what you believe? So how do you say thank you for a question in a setting like that? So I had two answers that I wanted to give, and I gave them back to back. 
uh, without a pause in between because they didn't want there to be time for another question because I wanted both of my answers on the floor. I said, and I was very sweet about it, and I said, well, what you need to know first is I believe that Jesus Christ is the only Son of God, and I believe He's the only way to salvation. I said, but if you want to go a little deeper than that, here's what I believe. I believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. I believe he lived a perfect life. I believe he died on the cross at Calvary. I believe he was buried in the tomb. I believe he was raised again by the power of God. I believe he's ascended to the heavens and is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. And I believe he's coming again one of these days to receive all of us unto himself for all eternity who believe all of that about him. That's what I believe. It was pretty quiet in there. It was pretty quiet in there, but you know, the good news is when it was all over, they could come line up and talk to us, any of them, any of us, and the best news of the night is the longest line of students lined up in front of me to talk about Jesus, and I stayed there as long as any of them were willing to talk about Jesus Christ, and then I drove home. And I drove home and I thought, what makes us different? Those of us who are believers in and followers of Jesus Christ, what is it truly that separates us from all of that and all of the other things that are out there? Right now today, in Texas, there are more than 100 different religions that are being practiced. What separates you and me from all of that? I came up with Three, I think, incredibly simple yet deeply profound truths. And the first one is this. We offer people love. Let's just start at the top. That rises above everything else. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. We offer, you offer, I offer, First Baptist Richardson, we offer people love. But that love is unconditional. It is not based upon anything someone does. It's not based upon anything someone is. It is based upon God, who He is, and what He's done for us through His Son, Jesus Christ. It is based upon Him, and all we do is respond in an opportunity of acceptance of that love. We are here to tell people, you are loved above all else. No one, there's not another religion anywhere that's out there telling people unconditionally the God who created, redeems, and sustains this world, He loves you. Now, psychologists, psychiatrists, you know, they're always coming up with things that, you know, what is it people need? Well, years ago, I read a book. It was by Josh McDowell. And in that book, he kind of identified what I thought were three accurate things every single person needs. He said, you know, everybody needs to feel like they can do something. Everybody needs to feel competent. Number two, he said, everybody needs to feel like they belong. And by the way, that's where the church comes in. The church, First Baptist Richardson, it is your job to make sure everybody out there feels like they're welcome and wanted in here. 
Everybody needs, just naturally needs to feel like they belong. But what's at the top of the list of people, what people want, what people need? Everybody needs to be loved. So isn't it remarkable that the number one thing that people want and need is the number one thing that we have to offer? We are here to tell people, regardless of who you are, where you are, what you've done, what you're doing, the creator of the universe loves unconditionally you. We're here to tell people you are love. We offer people love. We offer people life. Life. John 3.16 again. Whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting eternal life. Life then and there when this world comes to a close. We are here to tell people when all is said and done. If you know Jesus you know life. Eternal life. But it's not just life then and there. It's life here and now. John 10, 10, what did Jesus say? I've come that they might have life and that they might have it abundant and full. We're here to offer people abundant life and eternal life. Here and now, then and there, we offer people life. Um, have you ever heard of uh, a ministry called Beach Reach? So... You have to use your imagination just for a minute, and you'll have to be careful doing so. Let me explain what I mean by that. So if you would, imagine for a moment South Padre Island, Texas at spring break. See, I said you had to be careful. So use your imagination, South Padre Island, Texas, spring break. Now... I used to go down there as executive director of the convention every year, every spring break, middle of March, I would go as a part of Beach Reach. That is your ministry to the students at South Padre Island during spring break. Now, here's how this whole thing works. If you just read the newspapers, all you're going to see is that during spring break, about 30,000 college students show up to party. If you just watch the news, if you just read the papers, listen to the radio, that's, that's what you're going to know. If you just follow social media, that's what you're going to think. But here's the rest of the story. You, First Baptist Richardson, helped the Baptist General Convention of Texas send every spring break about 1,000 student missionaries to South Padre Island for an event called Beach Reach. And I used to go and be a part of that. Now, we send about 80 church vans. And these vans are filled with your students from the colleges and universities all around Texas who are members of, who are participants in the Baptist student ministry on that campus. It could be over here at UTA. It could be up at UNT. Uh, wherever they come from, they're part of your Baptist student ministry on those campus. And we send about 80 church vans. And these church vans, they ride up and down South Padre Island all day and all night long giving free rides to college students wherever they might want to go. Now, the first time I went... I thought it would be a good idea for me to ride in the back of one of these vans just to see what's happening. Well, about 30 minutes into that, I thought, this is not the best idea I've ever had. (laughs) I thought a couple of things. I thought, first of all, 
it's got to be creepy for somebody my age to be riding in the back of one of these vans. And then I thought, some of these kids are wondering, who brought their dad to spring break? So, I got out of the van. And I go down to the Island Baptist Church. Now, a friend of mine, Bill Waddell, is the pastor there. has been a pastor for years. The Island Baptist Church, they give us their whole building for a whole, for a whole two weeks of spring break. And we turn their uh, auditorium into the prayer room. And so I go and hang out in the prayer room. And there are about 75 to 100 college students praying for the conversations that are happening in these vans. So these vans are going up and down the island, and here's what happens. You know, you pull up to a group of students on a sidewalk, walking on a sidewalk. Maybe you pull up. They're coming out of a bar. It doesn't matter. You just pull up, and you open the side door of the van, and you ask the question, do you want a free ride? They don't always say yes, but they often say yes. And then kind of what happens next is you close the door and drive off just before they realize they've jumped onto a van full of student missionaries. But that's when the Holy Spirit takes over, when that van door closes. And the students at the church are praying for the conversations that are happening in the vans. And the student missionaries in the vans are having conversations with the students they've just picked up. Because of technology, they're using their phones and they're tweeting their prayer requests back to the Island Baptist Church. And the prayer requests are showing up on the big screen like that. And they roll constantly because you got 80 vans going up and down the island picking up students. And they're having all kinds of conversations. And the, and the prayer requests are just rolling constantly. And then periodically, you know, pray for this. We just picked up two students. We just picked up six Muslim students. We're now talking about Jesus. It goes on and on and on. And it's like that. But then periodically throughout the course of the night, a tweet will show up and it will say the same thing. Every time. And when it, when it shows up, everybody, in the, all the students who are praying in the church, they just stand up and cheer because what the tweet says is, praise God tonight, so-and-so. It will give the name of a college student. Praise God tonight, so-and-so moved from death to life. We offer people life. We're here to tell people God loves you. We're here to tell people there is life. Through Jesus, it is eternal and it is abundant. We offer people life. We offer people love. And we offer people liberty. Freedom. But let me explain what I mean by that. In John 8, 32, it says, You will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. So what's the truth that will set you free? The truth is Jesus. That's it. That, that's the truth. So when we offer people liberty from John eight thirty two, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth is Jesus and he will set you free. What do we mean by that? We are not, we are not, Offering people political freedom. Now, I'm all for that. Love America. Proud to be an American citizen. 
Yesterday, I participated in a 10K run supporting the Wounded Warriors Project called Carry It Forward. Happy to be a part of that. Happy to throw my support that way. But today is the Lord's Day. Today is Sunday. And I'm not about that on the Lord's Day. I am about Jesus because only through Jesus and His truth will you be set free. We are not offering people political freedom. We are not offering people religious liberty. I'm for that. I am all for religious liberty. As a matter of fact, there has not been a people group on the face of this earth who has ever fought more, stood up for, spoken out for religious liberty more than have Baptists. But when I say to somebody, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, I'm not talking to them about religious liberty. I'm talking about spiritual freedom. Freedom from sin and the guilt and the shame and the bondage and the burden that goes along with our sin, with our our transgressions and with our iniquities. Free from all of that. We're set free. Free from that and free to, free to be what God created you to be. Free to do what God calls you to do. Free to go where God leads you to go. We are here to set people free through Jesus. About um, seven years ago, in August, seven years ago, August, we sold our Baptist General Convention of Texas building down across from Baylor Hospital and moved to some lease space out across the Presbyterian Hospital. Apparently, we needed to stay close to a hospital. (laughs) Nonetheless... Back when we had our, our former building down by Baylor Hospital, uh, we had a man who worked for us for three years. His name was uh, James Douglas MacArthur Yeager. Now, his nickname was Yogi, but I called him the general. And if you don't know why, Google uh, Douglas MacArthur later this afternoon and you'll figure that out. So, but, uh, but Yogi shined shoes on the first floor of our building. Yogi shined my shoes. He worked for us for three years. I went to his funeral. At the time that I went to his funeral, he died shortly after uh, we'd moved buildings. Died of cancer. I went to his funeral, and at the time I went to his funeral, he was a Sunday school teacher, and he was a deacon in his church. And he'd worked for us for three years shining shoes. Now, the 40 years before that, though, he had spent in Huntsville Penitentiary for a violent crime he'd committed as a young man. And then he came to work for us, shining shoes. Now, the thing about Yogi shining your shoes was it would take him as long to shine your shoes as it would to give his testimony. That's just the way it was. But his testimony was pretty simple. His testimony was, it was only after I got sent to prison that I was set free. Because in prison, someone told me about Jesus. I accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, and he set me free. That's what we offer. We offer people liberty in Jesus. What makes us different? 
When you go out of here today, when I go out of here today, and we encounter people all week long, what do we have to offer those people? Exactly what they need. And exactly what they want. They may not articulate it like we have today, but, but they, they still feel it and they still want it and they still need it. They need to be loved. They need to know life. And they need to be set free. And all of that comes only through Jesus. And that's why we're here today. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the day, the blessings of it, and our time. And your word and your son. And we are grateful. Thank you for loving us. And Father, I pray that this week, you will open up doors and give us opportunities to show and to share the love and the life and the freedom that comes only through a relationship with your Son. And right now, as we come to this time of invitation, I pray that in these next few minutes, we would respond in ways that honor you and please you and are obedient to you. These things we ask and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.